Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity, tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Sid Garza-Hillman, we had a great conversation on the last episode. If you missed that, go back and listen to it. Sid is a, an author. He uh, has two books. Approaching the Natural is, is his, one of his books, and Raising Healthy Parents is the second book. He is also a podcast host. What Sid Thinks is the title of his podcast. You can check that out at SidGarzaHillman.com. That is his website. Sid, welcome back, my friend. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's great. I, I loved our conversation on the last episode. I can't wait to pick it up here. And I think on today's show, I want to talk a little bit about your other side of things, um, aside from that we kind of alluded to uh, yesterday. You said you're always looking through that filter of health and happiness. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, my quick background is that is in this realm, after I got done with music and acting and kind of wanted to move on, I went back to school and became a nutritionist. And um, my bachelor's degree was in philosophy and and very quickly, I married the two together and realized just handing people recommendations for food, they weren't sticking with it long term. And so I really did some serious thinking about how to uh, figure out a way to to help people establish long term healthy habits. And that was that that out of that came my small steps approach, which inspired both of my books, my my health manifesto, and also my healthy families book. And so I am a coach of of health and happiness. I'm teaching people long-term habit change. I have a program called Small Steppers. It's a 12-week program, smallsteppers.com. And people join that and they learn my system that they can then apply to whatever they want to bring into their lives. Um, so all, over, over and above everything else, I'm a coach of health. I, I'm a certified running coach and nutritionist, but it's all with the background of my small steps approach because it enables people to actually establish these things long-term instead of burning out and, and you know going back to the old ways of doing things. I love the small steps approach because I think that, you know, consistency and longevity are really, that's the difference, right? I mean, anyone can use willpower and force themselves to do something for this week, but three, four, five, six months from now, a year from now, are you still going to be doing that? And I think taking smaller steps, but being more intentional and focused on them can help you incorporate things into your identity that then become harder to let go of than to actually keep doing. You, I mean, you literally it nailed exactly what I do. And and so the difference between me and other people who are doing, maybe talking about small steps is I'm teaching people how to establish what their small step is. And so sometimes somebody's small step is way bigger than somebody else's. And so sometimes I don't go like two minutes. That's I go, what is it going to be for you that enables you to stick with this long term? Because what you said was exactly perfect, which is 
if I start somebody off with, let's say, meditation, and they want to meditate, and they read that 45 minutes is great, well, that may be a massive amount for them to take on right now. And they could do it, like you said, willpower, but that's a finite resource. You will burn out if you're all about willpower right now. You'll do it for, like you said, like a week, and then you'll quit. The problem is with these diets, and I can... I'm a nutritionist. I can have people lose, I can get somebody to lose weight. That's the easiest thing. But to establish somebody as a healthy eater, as like you said, identity, like who they are, it takes time. And there's no getting around that. So with meditation, I've started clients off. I'm not kidding, because I work with them and say, what are you able to do? Sometimes two deep breaths in the morning. That's their meditation. And that's where they start. Now people go, but that doesn't do anything. It's like, no, because it does, because they're starting the habit. Then when the habit's established, they grow from two deep breaths to five deep breaths, five to 10, so on and so forth. And very quickly, within a few months, maybe they are doing 45 minutes a day, but no willpower attached to it. It's a habit. It's part of their identity. Then they get the benefit of meditation rather than willpower and quitting and feeling bad about it because they, quote unquote, couldn't stick with it. Well, they didn't have the tools to be able to do that. And I don't, I don't want somebody feeling like a failure when they weren't set up for success in the first place. You know what I mean? And, and I think building that, it's so powerful what you just said, because building that identity is kind of the battle, right? Once you have that identity, you're going to go through dry periods. You're going to go through times where it's not as exciting or you don't get around to it. But if you have that identity embedded, you'll always come back to it. Like I look at myself with exercise. You know, that was something super hard for me. I, I had to be really motivated to start exercising. And what it took was when I was in high school, knowing that I had to now try out for the baseball team instead of just being on the team. Because when you mm -hmm. play township ball, you're just on the team. They'll find a spot for you. When you play for the high school, you have to try out and make the team. And so knowing that I have to, you know, try out and I actually want to play, that enticed me to say, okay, I'm going to start running in the offseason. I'm going to take right. more ground balls. I'm going to, you know, hit off the team more. And once I started doing that, you know, I started to really enjoy working out because I was motivated to do it. I enjoyed doing it. And then I became someone who worked out. And even now at this point, I've gotten, you know, I don't play baseball anymore, but I still go to the gym regularly. I, I like to lift weights now. That's kind of my thing. But I know that there are certain times when my body feels like I need time off and I can confidently take a week off and rest knowing that I'm going to come back stronger, but knowing that I'm going to come back because it's just part of who I am. And there's certain weeks where I'm like, I just, I don't feel it today. I'm going to wait and go tomorrow. And I can give myself that. Now, if I was someone who didn't build that identity to begin with, Staying away for a week would keep me away for good because then I'd keep making excuses to not go back. And that's the difference between making that part of your identity and just trying to will yourself through it, I think, for the it's long term. Totally true. I've had so many clients where like they they've in, before they come to me because they're now they're like done with it. They just want I'm doing this for real now. But they've had this history of like, I was doing so well and then I took a work trip. And they broke that routine and they just never come back to it because exactly what you said, they hadn't done the work of who they are about this. And when they do that work, then they go on a trip. Then they can eat junk food for a week. Who cares? They know exactly where to get back to. They've got their ground. And in a way, my wife and I are, are very working with our kids in that way and the way that we feed them. I, I'm not an idiot. I know when they move out of the house, they might not eat well for a while. But if they ever feel like, you know what, I don't feel as good as I used to, they know exactly where to go back to. And that's, and that's the best I can hope for somebody is that they have a, a ground, they have a foundation in place that they, can, they might stray from, but they always know where to go home and they know how to regain their control of, over their lives and how they want to feel. And that's, that's the ultimate empowerment. They're not reliant on some coach at that point. They just know, okay, I got off the rails. I get off the rails. I'm a freaking coach about this, right? And, but I know, where to, I know where to go back. I know how to get back and I know what to do to get back. I think the other thing that you mentioned as you were talking about your philosophy and all of this is that 
it's better to start super small and stay and create success and celebrate that success and build on that success mm -hmm. than it is to be super ambitious. I was just reading in a book. Um, I was reading a book about um, developing like spiritual activities and, mm -hmm. you know, con spiritual consistency. And usually when people start down that path, they start super aggressive. Like yeah. I'm going to meditate, like you said, an hour a day, I'm going to pray three times every day, every day of the week. And it's like, that might sound good and it might make you feel good to actually do that once or twice. But if you're not someone who's ever done that, it's that consistency is just probably not going to stay there. And then if you yeah. fall off that consistency, instead of going, okay, I'll pick it up tomorrow, like you said about the healthy eating, you, you're going to see as that as another failure. You're going to beat yourself up and then you're going to feel guilty and not go back to it at all. Whereas if you start super small, even though it doesn't feel like you're doing a lot, you're actually doing more because you're instilling a habit that you can build on and the foundation needs to be solid for the building to actually be tall. That's exactly right. And and people, like, there's an excitement to starting something new. So I'll, I'll bring it to healthy eating because that's more of my area just because people mostly come to that, but I still go to habit change. But let's say it's healthy eating. So let's say they go on a diet and they want to lose 10 pounds in 21 days. What they get is they start out with a, a lot of excitement about it because they really want this. They think they just want weight loss. I always argue that what they really want is to be at a healthy weight forever, not just for a, a short amount of time. But they get the excitement and they get the result physically pretty quick because most diets will deliver and they go to work and everyone goes, oh my God, you look amazing. That's, you know, what did you do? That's incredible. And they go, oh my God, I feel so good. I feel so good. But they never have the tools in place to continue it. So guess what? hundred percent almost what happens is they, they gain the weight back sometimes even more. And then they feel like a failure. And here's the worst part about that. The stress around that of feeling like a failure, feeling like you can't stick with something is going to potentially drive you to the very unhealthy behaviors that, that led you in the first place. And so we have to understand that what failure does to us and the stress of that is going to lead us potentially to unhealthy behaviors in the first place. I really am passionate about breaking that cycle and saying, start with less, but the payoff is long-term and then you get to succeed. And then that feeds on itself and you do better and better because you're, you're in this success mindset instead of this, I can't stick with anything mindset. One of the things I noticed, because when I first went into coaching, it was around weight loss because I had a weight loss uh, story and people saw it. So then I started coaching because they just started asking me. And I use a lot of intermittent fasting and things mm -hmm. of that nature. But um, one of the things I noticed was their goals determine their success for the long term. Mm -hmm. Meaning if their goal was, and that's kind of what got me into the mindset space, is I noticed that mindset was the key, not necessarily the actions. It was the mindset that it determined the actions. And it was because I noticed that if someone had the goal of, you know, I want to um, lose this much weight so I look good in my bathing suit on vacation. I want to fit into that dress for the class reunion. I want to look good in my suit for my wedding. Whatever it may be, if it was a goal like that, they would most likely do everything they could, use all their willpower to get that goal, hit that goal. But then once they achieved that goal, they would look up and go, now what? Yep. And because they didn't have that same motivation or that same driving factor, they would. And whenever we don't know what to do, anytime we say now what, we typically revert back to our most com what we've done most commonly, where we revert back to where we're most comfortable. That's correct. And where they're most comfortable is eating the way they did that got them to the point where they had to For lose 30 weight. 30 years. Yeah, or 40 years. Correct. Like it has way more time doing that than the new thing. Yep. What's most familiar? That's where we go. Yep. And so what I noticed with the people who came in with the mindset of, I want to spend, I want to be more active with my kids. I want to know that I, you know, put myself in the best position to where I can spend the maximize my time with my grandchildren. I want to have more energy throughout the day so that I can get more done and feel more productive. Those were the people that, you know, it didn't matter if they got there today or six weeks from now, they knew they were going to get there. Yeah. But then when they did get there, they wanted to stay there because it was about an experience 
uh, for the long-term experiencing life, not just experiencing one singular event or one thing that they had circled on the calendar that could pass them by. Yeah, well, and it's so funny you say that because the first part of my Small Steppers program before we get into steps is 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 a is a task that they do where they write down their ideal life as if it's happening now and when they do that they realize they never want to lose 10 pounds on the scale they don't want that and and when people when i was working with clients before i launched small steppers i would just work with clients as a health coach and they would say i want to lose weight i go why well what do you mean i go why do you want to lose weight well i want to look better okay okay why else well i want to live longer i want to, my parents had diabetes and i want to you know look, decrease my chances again then okay why well, because I'm married and I have a family and I want to be around for my kids. I go, okay, so it's really not about the weight, is it? It's that you have actual things that you want in your life. And those things are going to take work. And I'm going to teach you a way so that it's not super stressful. In fact, it's minimally stressful, but it is work and you cannot cheat that. So don't distract yourself with 10 pounds on a scale because that's not really what you want. We don't want to not get diabetes. We just want to be alive for longer. We want to spend more time with our loved one. That's really what we want. And you nailed it because when you understand that, you will stick with something long-term. You, you have a, I'll put it this way, you have a greater chance of sticking with long-term because you know really what you want. Not this stupid six-pack ad thing, but the being around, having energy, and being able to do the things that make you happy, th those kinds of things. And that keeps you in the game way longer than the other stuff. It's always going deeper. I yeah. noticed too, as in mean, my coach, because I I never woke up one day and said I want to be a coach. It just kind of found me, and it was something that I, I went down that path and did. And what I noticed was when you would ask someone a question about what it what it is they want and why they want it, no matter really what it is, nine times out of ten you get this surface level, which is m more than likely almost a symptom and yeah. not really the underlying cause of what they really want or what you know what they really want to achieve. So you have to dig and get two, three, four levels deeper. And when you get to that and you peel back all those layers of the onion, you see what the real driving factors. is. And I think that's why a lot of people quote unquote fail. I don't really believe in failure, but people, they, they see themselves or they'll explain that they fail or it never yeah. works because they don't get to the level that's meaningful. Definitely. They always play on the surface level and they get surface level um, surface level results and surface level results aren't super meaningful. So they'll hold them for a while and then they're on to the next and then they lose what they've created. And that's where like yo-yo dieting comes from or people who will make money one month in their business and then have two or three dry months. And they come. It's that playing at the surface level instead of going to the core. And it takes work, right? It's hard. It's hard to, to really pinpoint what drives you and what's important. And then it's even harder to make that decision and go... because. The deeper you go, the more meaningful the decision. The more meaningful the decision, the more change it's going to take, the more effort it's going to take, the That's more right. it's going to change your world. And that can be scary. Yeah, I mean, the core strategy of my program is called awareness-based habit change because it is it is building in that awareness. I mean, if you look at what quick fixes market to, they don't market to long-term work. They market to exactly those shallow surface goals that you mentioned because that's the drug of it. People go, oh my God, that would be amazing. I can lose this much with this little time. That's incredible. And it draws us in like that. But they never, they never promise anything else because it's not as sexy. They don't go, if you come with me, I'm going to teach you how to do this for the next year. They go, well, a year, that's crazy. I want 21 days. Why would I want to do something in a year, right? But a year may be what it actually takes to get what their real goals are, the deep stuff that you talked about. It's pretty cool. But if you notice the marketing is never about that deep stuff. It's not as sexy. It's, <laughs> living well is not, not as sexy. sexy. Yeah, and it yeah. takes time. It's hard. I mean, even with the, if you just take it from a business perspective, for instance, if you're starting a business, I think one of the hardest things to do is really get clarity 
yeah. over what problem do you solve, who do you solve it for, and what yeah. do you want your life to look like once you do that. Just getting that clarity, it takes time. And usually for me anyway, in my experience, what I found is clarity, you, you put in all this work, you it feels like you're banging your head against the wall, you're thinking about it, you're putting in all this time. And then the minute you close everything up and walk away and go do something arbitrary like shower, drive, yeah. something where you don't really have to think, but you let your mind just relax, uh-huh. that's when it it comes. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just, yeah. it, but it, but it takes a work to get your mind to that point where it, it can go dig into your subconscious and pull out the real answer. It, it takes work. It takes attention and awareness every mm-hmm. single time. Well, Sid, thank you so much for being here, not only on this episode, but on the last episode. I've had so much fun having these conversations with you. I want to remind people, SidGarzaHillman.com is where they can find you and grab a copy of your books, Approaching the Natural, A Healthy a Health Manifesto, and Raising, he- Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family. They can also listen to your podcast, What Sid Thinks is the title of your podcast, which I highly recommend subscribing to. Thank you so much, my friend. Let's do it again soon. I would love to. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.